Today I'm going to talk about something that we've all heard, and I obviously didn't make it up. It's even in the Bible, okay? So again, like I said, the majority of the stuff that I talk about is factual-based um, things that have happened throughout time. And as I get going here, you'll understand where I'm going with this. But again, that statement, you reap what you sow, people hear it all the time and they heard it their entire life, but they don't put much thought into it. Like a lot of sayings that exist, uh, there's real true meaning to it if you actually put any thought and take it upon yourself to kind of dissect the meaning of it and the way it relates in your life and whatever it is you're trying to do, okay? Now, when you reap what you sow, that means you essentially harvest something. Now, if you take a farmer, okay, for example, and they want to plant tomatoes. Uh, if they put in tomato seeds and they harvest the harvest and tend to it, they will get tomatoes. It's inevitable. It's just the law of everything. It's a natural law. Okay? You reap what you sow. Now, that same farmer or anybody else, if they plant cucumber and they expect tomatoes, they're obviously not going to get it. Right? So as basic as that sounds, when you think about everything that we're trying to do in our lives, if you don't plant the seed and be very definite and look after the harvest each day, okay, you can't expect to reap the rewards. Now, there's an interesting book done by Russell Cromwell, and it's way back in the early 1900s when he did this book, and it's called Acres of Diamonds. And I suggest everybody Google Acres of Diamonds, and it's a free PDF that's floating around. In fact, if you want one, uh, just send a message to me and I'll, I'll fire it off to you. No problem. But basically, the way this uh, entire story um, came about, it was talking about the fact that we are sitting on our own acres of diamonds in everything that we do now. Now, if you have a what would be considered a regular job, a nine-to-five job, to where maybe you're not happy with it, there's opportunity that lurks everywhere if you're looking for it. For example, if you're a janitor and you're mopping floors every day, every day, every day, you have to come to realize that that mop that you're using or that bucket or the entire process of how you're doing it can be improved and it will be improved five or ten years from now or sooner. Why don't you improve it? Why don't you put some thought into that obvious, you know, kind of job or, or product that exists, okay? Everything can be improved. That's essentially what is going on in the world today. I mean, a cell phone started out as just being this great big honking uh, crazy thing that you could barely lift, and then it turned into what we now have. Uh, smartphones to where if I have your number and you have my number we can literally click it and I am talking to you from anywhere in the world within seconds and we're doing that by video we're doing all kinds of things and that's where the cell phone has come to date now everything that we have 
and everything that we want to have and everything that we are going to have in the future comes from an idea. Everything is already here. We already have access to it. We just don't realize it. I mean, all the natural laws are already in place. It's about us thinking outside the box and coming up with these ideas. Now, the idea that I'm talking about going back to Acres of Diamonds and that whole philosophy and the way it came about was this. Uh, Russell Cromwell was a lawyer and also a pastor in a church. And he didn't come from a very good area. I mean, like a lot of people can relate. And uh, his conditions or his so-called circumstances were kind of already etched in stone, if you will, if he were to have that type of mindset. But he did not. And the way it all happened was there was a group of kids within the community that came to him for advice. And they said, listen, Mr. Cromwell, can we, you know, work with you somehow? We, we want to go to school. We want to better, better our education. We want to acquire knowledge. We want to learn. And his mission then became building a foundation to help kids from certain areas and certain circumstances and so on, get that education, pay for that education because they truly wanted to learn. He could tell it was sincere. So what he ended up doing is he had this topic of discussion, which turned into the book or the PDF or the ebook or whatever we want to call it now, called Acres of Diamonds. And it goes like this. Basically, he talked about how we are all sitting on our own gold mine right now, our acres of diamonds, okay? And in the story, he talks about an old farmer that had a lot of land, okay? He was very well-to-do. He was wealthy. Everybody in his community knew him, knew of him, realized and recognized that he had a substantial net worth and so on. But he heard about all the gold mining that was going on, and he became fascinated with it. And he all of a sudden, because of his outside influence, and we are all, again, I'm going to remind you, subjected to our outside influence, be it the media and social media and the news and everything else, without doing much thinking on our own, okay? So this happened in the same way to this gentleman, this farmer, okay? He decided to sell his property. This beautiful property, lots of land, you know, rivers running through the whole deal. And he went off to find that pot of gold. Okay? He didn't need it. He was just, he became so engaged in it. He just had to do it. And he thought everybody else was doing it. It must be the right way. And it's going to be a quick, you know, get rich type of scenario. Because if they can do it, I can do it. Okay? He sells his property, sells his home. He leaves and he goes in search for this gold. And uh, the gold was essentially diamonds, hence the name of the book. Okay? So it was in search of diamonds, technically. Now, when he went out and did that, he was away for a couple of years and had zero success at all. He couldn't find anything, nothing. Now, what's so ironic about this is 
it, it's two parts. But without trying to confuse you, I'll kind of stay on topic. The gentleman and family that bought his property happened to be down in one of the rivers that flow through the property. And they saw this shiny type of rock looking, you know, uh, formation. Scooped it out, brought it into their home and put it on the mantle over the fireplace. Now, you know, time went on and so on. And, and somebody visited this gentleman and came into their home and saw this, you know, formation. And they said, do you understand what that is? And he said, no, I just thought it was a beautiful looking rock. Uh, it was just uh, the form of it was beautiful. And I thought it would be a great piece to put here on display. He said, those are diamonds. That's a diamond. Okay. In the rough. Okay. Now, what ended up happening was they went back down to the river, which was on that same property. And lo and behold, it was full. And when I say full, it was just absolutely contaminated, if you will, for lack of better words, uh, with diamonds. So this property became this massive mine for diamonds. And the money this person made was just ridiculous. He, he couldn't make or spend it. I, I mean, it just, it was just that much. And the ironic thing is the gentleman that sold it to him in the first place went off in search of something that was already present within his life, in his environment and in his surroundings already. Now that is absolutely crazy. And I have to mention the original person that went off in search of diamonds ended up drowning, you know, in some secluded place because he drowned himself. He literally committed suicide. He was gone that long. He was coming up with nothing. He felt a failure and he ended up taking his own life. Now, the story basically teaches, I mean, I, I can't tell you the whole thing. Like I said, it's called Acres of Diamonds, Russell Cromwell. Just Google that. And like I said, you can download the PDF. It's only around 80 pages. I mean, it's very simple. It's an easy read and it's very inspiring. Okay. Now, that's how the story goes. And what happened was Russell Cromwell, going back to him with the kids that wanted some help and some direction, it gave him the idea to build this platform or school in order to help, you know, underprivileged kids get the education that they needed that didn't have the resources to do so. So Cromwell went around and spoke and did seminars and everything else. And his whole story and the claim to fame to raise money in order to build what he had built in order to give back to these kids came from this exact story that I'm telling you of. Okay? So we all have our own acres of diamonds. And they are in front of us constantly, if you know where to look. Now, it doesn't matter. Again, if you're mopping a floor, you have the potential within that business 
where you are right now in any industry to come up with ideas that will better it and make it easier to do. There's a need for things that people will pay dearly for. But you just have to put some thought into it. I mean, you can't go around all day long punching the clock, waiting for the time to go by, you know, pushing a broom, pushing a mop, you know, sitting at a desk, doing whatever, without thinking about there has to be a better way because the better way is coming. It's inevitable. Everything improves, going back to the analogy with the cell phone, okay? Now, the bottom line comes down to this. The more people that you serve in this lifetime, the greater the reward. So it goes back to you reap what you sow, okay? And it goes back to also what I started with, with whatever seed you plant in that beautiful mind of yours is what you're going to basically reap and sow at the same time. If you plant beautiful flowers and harvest them, you'll get beautiful flowers. But in that exact same soil, if you decide to put poison or nightshade or something in there, then that's what you're going to get. Now, it's inevitable for the growth to happen. It's a natural law. It's a, one of the laws of the entire universe. I mean, to plant and then harvest and then benefit, okay? Now, there's another funny story in closing. I read this in a book somewhere along the way. I don't remember the book. I apologize if I do come up with it and somebody's intrigued by it. I'll find it for you. But there was this gentleman that was driving through this neighborhood. And every property and house was kind of run down a little bit and unkept. And uh, he continued down. And all of a sudden, he saw this great big property that just looked so amazing. It was just done up nice. The lawns were absolutely done perfectly. There was beautiful flowers. It just looked like just a, an absolute blessing. It was just something to see. And he saw that the gentleman that owned the property was out there, you know, tending to his property. And he pulled over to the side of the road and he said, my Lord, he said, God has blessed you with such a beautiful space. And the guy turned to him and he looked. He said, yes, I'm blessed. And God did bless me. But you should have seen the mess that God left this in when I acquired it. 